Are you wishing you could get more organized and focused for 2020? What about setting and achieving that special goal you've been dreaming about? What if you actually plan to get it done this year? My talented shift design team has created a beautiful planner that solves the problem of having to carry a bulky planner around or of having your digital calendar disappear on you or be unavailable offline. Our 2020 Get Your Shift Together fillable PDF planner has a calendar, planner, notes pages, inspirational quotes collection, multicultural dates reference, and it syncs across devices. You can print it up or have it on your devices for reference everywhere. The planner is hosted on a platform you can come back to and features monthly productivity one-page tools to keep you focused and clear on what you want to achieve this year. Even better, I am supporting all the planner purchasers with once-monthly short tutorials on how to use each of the featured tools so you know exactly how to get the most benefit from them and you feel supported in your goals for the entire year. For only $17.99, you can grab your 2020 Get Your Shift Together Planner and start your journey of being blissfully productive right away. It's only available until the end of January. So to get yours now, go to shiftworkplace.co slash digital planner. That's shiftworkplace.co slash digital planner and click add to cart. Hello and welcome to the solo edition of the Culture and Leadership Podcast. I'm going to talk about leading without power, and this is the second episode. My name is Marie Gervais, and I wanted to have a few solo episodes to explain some stories that people have either explained to me or lived through or that I experienced myself that help people understand what it's like to lead without power. So either you don't have a formal leadership position or you are not respected as a leader, and how do you deal with that? In this particular incident, it was a colleague of mine who experienced it, and what she decided to do to turn a bad situation around is very innovative, and I thought that listeners of the Culture and Leadership Podcast Connections would really enjoy learning what she did and seeing if they could apply this themselves to their workplace situation. I won't keep you in suspense any longer. This is the incident. Picture this. You have a manager who is incompetent and wants to be seen as bigger and better than everyone beneath her. She undermines others gossips behind their back and strategically points out what she perceives to be their mistakes and failings at meetings in front of everybody else. The result, a culture of fear and mistrust that she spread everywhere among the staff. My colleague is a teacher and she was talking about her situation where she was working with a principal and this principal was extremely toxic. And she talked to me a couple of times before she chose her plan of action And when we were discussing it, I have said to her, is there some way you could turn this negative toxicity around by making the workplace more inclusive? What could you do to make the workplace a safer, more trusting place to be? And she came up with a great idea. And the idea was a coup d'etat that was actually based on using virtues and kindness and inclusion to see what would happen. And because she didn't want to do it alone and she was thinking it probably wouldn't have the same effect if she did go with this alone because she knew this woman was known for crushing people who opposed her, she decided to enlist another friend of hers at the school. There were quite a few teachers at the school. I think it was around 40 in the staff. So she started to talk with one of her colleagues in secret about this and said that what she wanted to do was all sorts of kind things to staff members discreetly or anonymously 
to see if they could get some interest in building an inclusive workplace. They did things like put notes in the other teachers' mailboxes, and that would say things like, your supervision is taken care of today, go enjoy a coffee in the staff room. Or there'd be a little card saying, this is something I appreciate about you, thanks for a great job and keep up the good work. Signed one of your fans. They did a whole bunch of things like that. They went out of their way to compliment other teachers in front of students and make sure that people felt appreciated. They would go into classrooms and say, I, I'm sorry about interrupting, but I just wanted to talk to your class for a minute and tell them, do they know how lucky they are to have a wonderful teacher like you? And these are one of the things that I appreciate about you. And would some of the students like to say a couple of things about what they appreciate about their teachers? <laughs> they just went out of their way to make this such a wonderful, kind place to work. And the two of them managed to get a number of other people involved too because they all said, hey, this is something I want to be doing too. And a few people just didn't know what was going on and they asked some questions. And so gradually they gained supporters. And over a period of about a month, they ended up having maybe half the staff engaged in this virtuous coup d'etat. And so one day what happened was the principal who was doing her usual toxic things called staff meeting and everybody was in the staff meeting and she started the staff meeting by saying that she wanted to call out one of the staff members for doing a bad job and, and making a mistake. And when she did that, the other teachers in the group all started to pipe up and say things like, oh, I, she's really good at this and I've never had any problems with her because we do this and uh, he's he does this great thing and that's why I'm so happy to work be working with them. And the principal was completely taken aback and didn't know what to do because in the past, everybody had just looked at their shoes and they didn't even acknowledge each other and everybody walked out silently. And so there was all this divisiveness and exclusion and isolation. But what happened with their virtuous coup d'etat was that they ended up creating a network of support and kindness that was spreading throughout the school. And after three months, this particular principal applied for a transfer. And she was transferred. I'm not sure if she was transferred within the, those three months or six months later. She was transferred because she just couldn't stand being in an environment where everybody was so helpful and kind and supportive of each other. What is interesting about this is that the staff themselves were able to take their power over the workplace culture and say, this is our workplace, we work here, and we want it to be like this. They made a conscious effort to create a workplace culture that they wanted to have, and they were able to maintain that culture after a couple of other principals came in. So although typically it's the leadership that influences the culture of a place, in this case, it was the staff that made the decision that they wanted a workplace culture that had certain parameters and that those parameters were emotional safety and being kind, treating other people in ways that would they would want to be treated themselves. And because they had done this in a very interesting grassroots up way, they were able to maintain that cultural peace even when other leadership came in. And other staff members that came in were automatically absorbed into this culture of healthy, happy workplace. I think it was a brilliant plan, and it didn't take that long to affect. So every day they did one or two kind things to somebody, for somebody, with somebody, and by the end of the month, half the staff was on board. That just goes to show the power of one, the power of positive intent, and that we have a lot more control than we think we do. So instead of sitting back and saying, hey, you know what? There's nothing I can do. That's just the way things are around here, or get mad, or participate in that gossipy, divisive environment yourself. It is possible to make things better. 
and to do it in a way where people will want to join you instead of isolate themselves from you. So I just wanted to share that with everybody and let them know what a great idea it was. And if this inspires you to do something yourself or to share a story yourself, please email it to me, marie at shiftworkplace.com so that I can pass this on to our listeners. So thank you very much for listening today and make culture and leadership connections continue to guide and inspire your day. I hope you enjoyed that episode about the virtuous coup d'etat in the second of three episodes about leading without power. Thank you so much for listening to the solo episodes of the Culture and Workplace Connections podcast. And remember that you can email me your workplace incidents to be used in the discussion so we can all learn from each other. Don't forget to check out our shiftworkplace.co slash digital planner so you can join me in making 2020 the most blissfully productive year ever and may culture and leadership continue to guide and inspire your day.